This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm still trying to go over the NFL schedules and get excited about the matchups like everybody else. Although I will say, I think it's the most overrated thing. I mean, <laughs> it's right right up there with the NFL draft. Like, come on. I mean, it's a schedule. Well, you get so excited about it. But I understand that fan bases want to, you know, make travel plans and all things like that. For me, it, us here, we got two teams to figure out and worry about. And you worry about when they're playing uh, at the same time, the primetime games. And obviously, there's a lot of that in regards to the Jets with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. So we'll have some fun breaking down the schedule and even the the, you know, the, the Black Friday stuff. Like, come on, they, they, Christmas Day, all that stuff. It drives me up a wall. I'd like the holidays to be holidays and football days to be, you know, football Sundays. Anyway, we got to start with the lousy baseball teams here in New York. And first and foremost with the Yankees, who just got embarrassed by the Rays. I don't understand why Aaron Boone just doesn't get it. I mean... 87 pitches for Domingo Herman is not enough. Let him get can you let him get through the 6th inning at the very least? Is that too much to ask? And even so, I mean let Domingo Herman deal. Let him go. Why are you so quick to get him out of there? Boone just doesn't I'm starting to think, maybe it's just me. I'm starting to think Aaron Boone may in fact never get it as a manager. He just can't wait to get to the bullpen. He can't wait. It is infuriating with Aaron Boone. I mean, he gives up one walk. What is the problem? He allows one walk, and you got to go pull him out? And then, of course, the Rays, you know, rally. Uh, Lowe is just an unbelievable player. Look, I still think, I said this last week, or maybe it was this week. I don't know. The days are blending by here. Uh, After watching the series over the weekend, the Yankees and the Rays, with the Yankees all banged up as it is, no judge at the time. The Yankees were better. I just thought they were flat out better in those three games. Now, they lost two of them, which is unfortunate. But they were, to me, the better team. And I still will not be shocked that the Yankees go out there and win the next three because this is what the Yankees do. But that's a brutal night. Basically gets shut out. I mean, they didn't do anything as far as the offense goes until the ninth inning. And again, it's the same stuff. Boone going to the bullpen too early. Now, unfortunately, bad defense, which is normally not a part of it, especially when you're talking about Anthony Rizzo. But bad defense didn't help. Boone going to the bullpen too early. That's a problem. And the bats. I mean, the bats just not getting the job done any which way you slice it. I mean, the Yankees only getting a couple hits. It's it's just not going to work. Bowers, when Bowers is the only guy with a couple of hits for you through, you know, eight innings or whatever, I mean, that is just, it's just unacceptable. It's unacceptably bad. Meanwhile, you look at the Rays lineup. I mean, have you heard of any of these guys? I haven't. I cover baseball for a living. Well, not really. I do New York baseball, but you know what I mean. They, there's like three or four guys that, oh, yeah, I know that guy, or oh, I know that name. The rest of them, they're all scrubs. Meanwhile, they're hitting way higher than the Yankees as far as average goes or on base or whatever it may be. 
Hey, these these pitchers, I've heard of Dennis Rasmussen. Drew, not so much. I remember Dennis. Anyway, Drew Rasmussen shuts the Yankees down through seven scoreless innings, allowing just the two hits. And we know the Rays, you, know, you may not be household names, whether it's in the lineup or in that rotation or in the bullpen, but they have guys that get the job done, unlike the Yankees. But still, even with saying all that, and even with watching this Yankee team get clobbered by the Rays, I still feel like the Yankees are better. We know that they're not whole right now. It's nice to have Judge back there. Obviously, it's nice to have Bader back there, who's been an impactful player. I still feel like the Yankees are better. They should have taken two out of three. If Garrett Cole did his job, which he has done all year long, except for Sunday with a 6 nothing lead, they would have taken two out of three. And I still feel like, and Cole goes tomorrow, I still feel like the Yankees are better than the Rays and will prove to be long-haul better than the Rays. But, man, is it frustrating watching this team and go out there and basically not compete after the sixth inning and not compete, uh, not compete offensively all night long. I mean, they, they, the Yankees, the good old days with the Yankees, they were never out of a game, especially at home. That stadium, are you kidding me? That fan base, those pinstripes, they were never out of anything. 2 nothing, 4 nothing, 8 nothing. No big deal. We'll come back on them. Maybe eight's a little bit of a stretch, but you get the idea. And yet now it feels like, oh, crap, down one nothing, we're toast. Oh, down 4 nothing, forget it. And it's got to be tiring watching the Rays. And, and see, this is the other problem that you have now with this balanced schedule. And I'm all for the balanced schedule. I think from a fan's perspective, it's nice that it changes things up when you see different teams more regularly. You're not seeing the Red Sox, Orioles, Jays, and Rays 19 times apiece, which can get monotonous. I mean, it's just boring. However, in this particular case, because the Yankees are now nine games back of the Rays, and you expect Tampa to come back to the pack at least to some uh, some extent. Look, maybe it happens over the next three games. Like I said, Yankees win three in a row. All of a sudden, it's a six-game lead. No big deal. But when you are that far behind, you want more head-to-head games so you can make up the ground. And that's just not going to happen. And the next time the Yankees see the Rays after this series is going to be late July, the end of July, early August. So now is the time. Judge is back. Bader is back. They had Armand going. They got Cole going. Like, no excuse. You got to go win this series here. Now, it's only one loss, but it was not pretty. And you can't have confidence. You can't have logical confidence. Put it this way. Nothing we have seen so far from the Yankees this year, nothing we've seen from the Rays so far this year, would lead you to logically feel like the Yankees are going to win the next three. However... Illogical stuff happens all the times in sports. All the time we see that in sports. And with the Yankees, it just feels, especially when they're home, and I'm not putting stock in them sweeping the A's. Like, the A's are worthless. And then, by the way, that's not the point. You still have to go out there and win the games. We'll get to the Mets in a little bit. It doesn't matter who they're playing. Right now, the Mets stink. I mean, they play, well, line them up. The Mets have played all the worst teams in Major League Baseball, and they're losing every series to them. <laughs> not even losing games. They're losing every series to them. So you give the credit to the Yankees, because credit is due, where they sweep away the A's. But still, I'm not looking at that saying, oh, here they go, turning a corner. No, they did what the Yankees normally do. But it feels like it's been a bad week, right, for the Yankees? They won a series against Cleveland. All right, they lost two out of three to the Rays. They should have won. And then they sweep the A's, and now here we are losing the first one to Tampa. I would not be stunned, however, if the Yankees figure out a way to beat the Rays the next three. It's just frustrating watching this team 
and in particular offensively, because in that ballpark, with that lineup, without Stanton or not, it doesn't matter. They have enough guys. You know, the injuries are starting to become less of an excuse, or at least should be, with now Bader back, with Judge back. It should be less of an excuse for the Yankees. You have Volpe in there, Judge, Rizlo, LeMayu, Torres, Bader. I mean, that's enough. Trevino. All right, you're missing one or two guys, you know, that you would like in there normally. But, you know, like I said, Donaldson, when he was in there, he wasn't doing much anyway. And Stanton, you know, that's a bat that you miss, but let's not make it like that's the difference. It is frustrating watching this Yankee team, and that was a rough game to go to. Tyler is in Dick's Hills. Tyler? Hey, Sal. How's it going? Good, Tyler. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I uh, I still haven't even left the stadium. I'm still sitting here in the parking lot just in awe of what I witnessed tonight. Oh, you witnessed an ass-kicking by the Rays. Yeah, it was just then. Um, they Yankees just have no fight. Um, it's one, two, three every every inning. Strikeout, strikeout. One, two, three. Um, Randy Arozarena, I think in the seventh, he was running harder down the line than any anyone I've seen on from the Yankees lineup tonight. And it's just so frustrating where it's game after game. You just got to watch them go down. Just no fight in them at all. Yeah, I mean, I saw that uh, as well with the Rosarina, and then I saw Jake from John Boy tweeting about the same thing. And it's that's that's part of what I mean. It's frustrating. You watch a team like the Rays, and by the way, a Rosarina is just a, a next level stud. Like he's a guy that plays hard, pedal to the metal. He's obviously terrific. Um, you know, he's a, a great player, but also gives max effort. You love guys like that, and when you see that, and you see a Yankee team that just kind of it feels, and I know it feels like that when you don't get any hits, so it's easy to say, but it feels like they're going through the motions. It's frustrating. And how, like I said, I, I think the Yankees are better. How could I say that after watching this game? How could I even I, say I, that? Well, well, because, look, they were, I mean, the Yankees were ravaged, right? And even no judge last weekend when they lost two out of three and should have won and easily could have won. Yankees look better in Tampa than they did at home in the Bronx against this team. Yeah, they did look good in Tampa. And you did say that when the Yankees are healthy that you think they're better. But that's also a part of it is that the Yankees are never healthy and we can never get these guys firing on all cylinders at the same time. Like um, Judge and Stanton, the Yankees are like 39-1 and when Judge and Stanton homer. But the fact that that's only happened like 40 times since 2018 is crazy. Like no, right. you just can't get all the guys healthy firing at the same time. And it, it just, it's frustrating, um, especially as a fan. Uh, spending all this money at the stadium, you know, parking and, you know, the chicken buckets and everything. It, it, gets, it gets up there. Is the, uh, is, is the buckets worth it, though, the chicken buckets? Are they good? I heard they're good. Yeah, I actually got the the grub tub today, which is like mm. has the, the cup with the bucket on top. So that's pretty good. It, it's worth it. Um, but I'm What's parking? What do, they, what, what do they get you for parking? Uh, I'm like five blocks away from the stadium. I paid 30 bucks. <laughs> Jeez, and you got to walk five blocks? Yeah, it's like uh, I cut through the train station, but it's decently far away from the stadium, yeah. Yeah, that's annoying. I mean, I, I've only been there, you know, I've been there a handful of times, and I'm trying to think of the amount of times that I actually parked myself. But And thank you for the call, Tyler. We appreciate you checking in. Good luck to you Yankees here the rest of the way. And you going back for more? You going tomorrow night? Oh, tomorrow night's the big one. Isn't that some kind of uh, Star Wars bobblehead or something like that? Plus, it's a Friday night. I got to be honest, I feel like maybe because I was off yesterday. By the way, we got to get to the Knicks, too. I mean, come on. I told you there was going to be a game six. I told you the Knicks were winning that game. We ain't going out like that. I forgot I was off yesterday. I did TV and then went to the Knicks game, so I wasn't on radio. But maybe that's why it feels like the week is wrapping up here kind of quickly on me, where tomorrow's Friday already. 
And yeah, it'll be a big crowd out there. And, you know, let's hope Garrett Cole has his best stuff because the Yankees are going to need it. And I would, you know, if the Yankees score six runs, they're winning that game. No way Cole's giving that up again. But I would just, I would expect the best of Garrett Cole against this lineup the second go around here after getting beat up on Sunday, blowing that big lead. Still, crowd's going to be, weather's going to be nice here. Weather's beautiful today. Weather's going to be nice. It is the Rays. Like I said, you don't see them again until end of July, early August. This is this is a huge, huge early series. And I don't want to hear the excuses. Judge and Bader are back. Those are two huge parts of this team. And there's always going to be a week or a month or whatever that stands out. Donaldson's worthless anyway, even when he's back in here. So let's not make a big deal about Josh Donaldson being out. You know, Rodone, who the hell knows when he's coming back? Can't count on him either. Can't say, oh, well, if. Well, yeah, if, that's great. But right now, there's he's no returns nowhere in sight. Yankees should have enough pitching, and they definitely have enough in that lineup to where they should be able to get it done. And not just in a meaningless, you know, ninth inning rally with Glaber Torres getting a base hit. They got to produce. The top of the order has to produce. Volpe, Judge, Rizzo, LeMayu, Glaber himself, they have to produce. Maybe the only reason why I thought Tampa was better after watching them, excuse me, after uh, I thought the Yankees were better after watching them in Tampa was because of Bader. Big home run Bader doing the job. Big hit Bader. He was the difference maker. Anytime he came up in a big spot, he got the job done. Changed the entire feel. Changed the entire look of this team. And then I'm thinking, well, man, if Bader can do this, wait till Judge comes back. Yankees are going to be better. This weekend will be telling, though. Like I said, nine games back. They still have three games in front of them here. Really, the Yankees have to win all three. You've got to win this series, which is still possible at this particular point. When that becomes not possible, then it's going to be a little bit more trouble. And you don't want to overreact one way or another, but as far as catching the Rays, look, Yankees should make the wild card anyway. They'll start to climb over the Red Sox or you know maybe the Jays and Orioles. And you know they got four games coming up with the Blue Jays following this series. At some point, you know, we getting closer to and closer to Memorial Day here. You don't want to be buried in last place 10 games back or so. I'm looking at it like the Yankees are going to win the next three. What happens, let's say, if they lose two out of the next three? Richie is calling from Queens. What's up, Richie? Hey, how are you, Sal? How are you, Richie? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I'm sitting here watching the Giants. I think you know I'm a San Francisco Giants fan. We got a kid, though. I don't want, I don't want to get too hard into it. Clark I don't Smith, want to talk about the Giants. I, I, no, Richie, I can't talk about I'm sorry. Mentioned. Good player. Um... I'm Congratulations. talking about the football giants, too. Seven out of ten well, games. We're talking about, but we're talking about the Yankees, Richie. Richie, we're talking about the Yankees here. You want you have something to say on the Yankees talk, or no? Let's talk, yeah, let's, I'll talk Yankees, too. Can I talk Yankees and Mets? You can talk um, Yankees. Yeah, well, the Yankees at this point in time, I'm not shocked that, uh, you know, when you, you mentioned in Tampa Bay, they've got seven guys, six guys that have a 900 OPS. They have a really good starting pitching, a really great defense. And they've proven, the Yankees have proven, that they don't hit top pitching. I mean, they scored 30 runs against Oakland. And so now, yeah, you, you think they're going to win three in a row? I don't see it. Um, I think, I'm, I think not saying I'm, now, I'm not saying I would bet my life on it, Richie, but I'm still, if I said going in, I thought the Yankees were going to take three out of four, I'm not going to change that after one loss. As ugly as it well, was, I'm not going to change so? why would you think? Why would you think the Yankees were a better team than Tampa? Is that what I heard you say? Yeah, I do think they're a better team than Tampa because I watched based them on, play head to head. Because I've 
Because, you know, can I finish? Here's what happened. Yeah. Tampa Bay has been great this year, right? Historic start. Best start since 1984 when the Tigers went on to win the World Series after that historic start. Then I watched Tampa. You, you hear about who they're beating and beating the crappy teams, whatever. But still, getting out to the record they got out to, you, you can't take away from them. But then I watched them play the Yankees with my own two eyes, and I think the Yankees should have swept them. And if the Yankees were even remotely healthy, they would have swept them. And they definitely should have taken two out of three. 99 out of 100 times, Cole's not blowing a 6 nothing lead. So, therefore, I watched that series, and I think Tampa, you ain't so bad. Like, you know, like Rocky and Drago. Yo, or Mr. T, uh, Mr. T what was it, Clubber Lang? You ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. That's how I felt. I think the Yankees are better. Now, fast forward to Yankee Stadium. Judge is back. I think the Yankees are a better team. Obviously, Tampa kicked their rear end tonight. But still, there's three games to go. I'm not saying the Yankees are not going to win this series until I see them lose one more game. All right, well, that, that's fair, but I still think there's too many, there's too many big, there's too many holes with the Yankees. Offensively, they still have issues. I know Judge being back, Bader. I, I'm shocked at Bader. I've been watching Bader's career in the National League forever, and this guy's turned out to be a you know a tremendous home run hitter, which is shocking. Yeah, and that's and, and that's what the Yankees do. That's what the Yankees do, Richie. Yeah, Torres is back to normal though. You know, he was on pace to hit 40 homers. He's got five. Um, so, you know, I, I, I just think that Tampa Bay is for real. I don't think they're going to win 130 games. But Cash right. is such a great manager. They, they just get the most out of their players. And Diaz is a good player. Lowe's is a good they, player. They, they've they done, no, they've done a great, great job. I'm not trying to take away from them. And thank you for the call, Richie. I'm sorry we couldn't get to your other stuff, but I want to try to keep it at Yankees here at least to start the show. We'll get to the New York football Giants and the schedule a little bit later on, and we'll do some Mets here mixed in as they're lousy as well. But I want to start with the Yankees. And think about it. We talk about the Yankees all lousy, bad start. They're twenty-one and eighteen. The only reason why they're buried in the division is because Tampa's off to that historic start. Yankees aren't going to finish in last place. They're right there with everybody else, except the Rays. And you look at the team, and you can look at it, the Yankees makeshift lineup. I mean, they're throwing out guys that you never heard of before for the you know last month or whatever, and yet they win series. It feels like it's been awful for the Yankees. Oh, my God, how, how, how could they possibly do this? All right, so they lost a series to Toronto. First series of the year they lost, late in March, in, uh, in April. Lose the series to the Twins. That, to me, was like, whoa, what's happening here? The Yankees actually lost a series to the Twins? Not possible. And then, you know, the series against Texas, when Judge goes down, they lose those three, the final three of that four-game series. That's when it really started. to. It was one bad week. Losing to Toronto, the Twins, and then the Rangers. But since then, it feels like it's bad, but they beat Cleveland 2 out of 3. They should have beat the Rays 2 out of 3. They sweep the A's. And now we're here. I'm with Brian Cashman, although I think it's time for a change, and I'm on record as saying this. I would tell Brian Cashman the same thing he told Joe Girardi. Hey, great job. Time for a new voice. However, I am with Brian Cashman in saying that don't count us out. I am never counting out the Yankees. If anything, two years ago, I would have counted the Yankees out. Matter of fact, I think I did. And that was really the first time that I said they need to change Cashman and Boone now. Not that it's Boone's fault, because I think that this is beyond Boone. BBO, beyond Boone. But the combination at the time, you know, that was what was in question, where the contracts were up, whatever. And I thought the Yankees were done that year. Then they make some trades, they go on a run, they make it to the postseason, even though they lost in the wildcard game to the Red Sox. They still made it. In a bad year, they won 92 games. 
And that's why people call up and say, what do you think Cashman is good? Well, in a bad year, they won 92 games. You, you look at Harrison Bader. The guy all of a sudden is Reggie Jackson in October. Meanwhile, people ripped him for making that trade, Jordan Montgomery. Bader comes back. He's been a huge difference for the Yankees so far. Even bad, the Yankees are good. Get one more in before we break here. Lou is in a story. What's up, Lou? Hey, Sal. How you doing, Sal? Good. How are you, Lou? I'm okay, Sal. How do you in the world can you say that the Yankees are better than, than, than the race? That's impossible. Maybe in salary-wise. But other than that... Well, no, I, do, I thought I explained myself pretty well. If you want me to explain it again, I will. But I thought I just went over it. The back of the baseball cards? Is, you know, it's today's game. It's not... Yesterday. Yeah, game. I don't call. Well, then, well, then let's use a let's use an updated reference. Go by the ba- baseball reference page, not the back of the baseball cards. I don't Listen, collect cards anymore. I'm a anymore. Yankee fan. I watch every game. I'm not like you. Your boy just concentrate on the match. Starting pitchers. Bailu, Bailu. I watch both teams. Do you know why I watch both teams? Connor, can you help Lou out and tell him why I watch both teams? I would say part of it is because it's your job to. Thank you. What would be the other reason? Because you love baseball? No, I mean, it's pretty good, Connor. Pretty good. Yes. I mean, I've always watched both, but I watch the Yankees a lot more closely being a host than in the last several years. I mean, I'm not only, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm not only doing these radio shows, I also host a show on SNY called Baseball Night in New York, where we discuss both the Mets and the Yankees. So it wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing my job if I weren't watching both the Mets and Yankees, so when you call, Lou, and I know you call regularly and listen, you're insulting me by saying that you think I only watch the Mets. That is not true. Matter of fact, I had to forego watching a little VPR tonight with my wife because I wanted to watch that Yankee game. I listened to the, I did the show at, uh, at SNY, drove home, listened to the Yankee game, came home, watched the end of the Yankee game. And then I put on VPR, and I only got through, you know, 25 minutes or so. You know, something's always going on. And then the next thing you know, I had to be on the air. I'm doing the show from home tonight. But I missed out on VPR. Why? Because I'm doing my job watching the Yankees. As much as I would love to watch Vanderpump Rules, because there's a lot going on there that you need to get into. Really, I highly recommend it. It does not disappoint you like the New York baseball teams do. Both those teams have been dreadful for different reasons. Mets are actually dreadful, like they're playing horrible baseball. Yankees are frustrated because they're hurt, because their offense isn't doing what you expect, because of where they are in the standings. Different reasons here. But both have been disappointing to start. Where you talk about teams with the payrolls that they have, the Mets the highest, the Yankees right there. Well, maybe not right there, but you know, close enough. And both these teams were looked at. You know, we were excited coming into the year about the possibilities of these two teams going to the World Series or winning a World Series. That's the goal. And so far through the first six weeks of the season, the Mets have been anything but. I mean, they're, the Mets are fortunate that there's an extra playoff spot now. With the expanded postseason, the Mets are fortunate because they might be able to sneak in one of the wild card spots. And the Yankees, who would have ever thought, if I would have told you a, a month ago or, yeah, I guess four weeks ago you might have you know, figured it out but because the Rays got off to that hot start. But if I would have told you on opening day, 
hey, before Memorial Day, as a matter of fact, on May 11th, May 12th, the Yankees are going to be nine games back in last place. You'd be like, what? And don't dismiss it as saying last place is not a big deal. It is a big deal because that means that the four other teams in their division somehow, some way, have better records than the Yankees right now. I'm not saying it's going to end like that. I don't believe it will, but it's a big deal. So it's not just the Rays. It'd be one thing if the Yankees were nine games back in second place. But nine games back in last place is a little bit worse, even though the you know the Jays are right there, the Red Sox are right there with them. Still, got to leapfrog some of those teams here at some point soon. I lied. We'll take another one. Ray is calling from Waterbury, Connecticut. What's up, Ray? Hi, Ray. Ray, are you with us? I guess Ray is not there. Let's go to Steve in Mayapex. Steve. You ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. I love when Mr. T goes, hey, get yourself a real man. Hey, Hey, lady, get yourself a real man. Yeah, I love that. No, I love that scene, too. It's great. I mean, I love all the Rockies. But, yeah, I got it mixed up for a second with Drago. But you're, it was uh, Clubber Lang. And the, Yeah, Clubber Lang. And then when Hulk Hogan goes, the ultimate male versus the ultimate meatball. <laughs> I remember that, Steve, yes. Thunderlips, right? Thunderlips, yeah. yeah. Now, I, 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 I'm with you. I like the interleague play. I, I mean, I like the... The, the balance schedule, but I don't like the added interleague play. I'd rather see the both Mets and Yankees play the central divisions more and the West more. I, I, if anything, I would have reduced interleague play, but that was just me. Um, and I think the problem with the Yankees and Mets is when they see a team like the Phillies last year, like have one good month, get in with 86 wins because of 12,000 wild card teams. Now it, it, I understand if you win the division, you don't have to play that best out of three. But until baseball really penalizes the wild card, and what I mean by that is they should be playing that wild card series Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and never give these wild card teams any days off. You know, they, they, well, they, I forget how it works. I, 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 it works. I went to it last year, and I forget yeah. how it works. Why? What was there, two off days or something after the season? What, well, what screwed up was the season ending on a Thursday, but let's forget about that. What it what it turned out to be was if had the season ended Sunday, they gave them a day off the next day Monday, which you don't need because there's no more tiebreaker games anymore. They've they've situated tiebreakers to win. Oh right, last year right last year was screwed up because of the late right. start because of the all right. I forgot about that. So, okay. But this year they're, they're they're doing what they did last year. So you're, they're giving you a day off Monday and a day off. No, but it, but it ends, so the season ends on a Sunday like normal, and then right. they're giving everybody a day off Monday? Why do that? Let the, they well, because right away. isn't that a tiebreaker thing or no? No, they don't do that anymore. They don't play a so game the, 163 anymore. They're, they're determining that by But there's like no there's no scenario that a tiebreaker game would be played? No. They've, they've you know what's crazy, that. Steve? I've watched baseball my whole life. I don't even know the rules anymore. Yeah, I talk about it's my I'm job talking. to cover baseball. I don't know what's going on. They're changing the rules left and right. Who the hell knows when these games are being played? So, okay, yeah. explain to me. Season ends Sunday. They're off Monday. Continue. Off Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, if they have to play Thursday. And then off Friday. And then they start Saturday with the divisional round. All right, so what do you want them to do? Just go. Just, the one-off day is not that big of a deal. I don't. I don't I mind they, that. I, I want. I don't like. I didn't like the Phillies getting a chance to set themselves up. I think Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, bam, Thursday should be the divisional. Plus, it doesn't hinder a team like the Dodgers that had to sit around for a week. Yeah, but be, they got three. 
the three road games like that. I mean, I think that's a pretty significant advantage. Yeah, Look, you don't want to be messing around. That's you don't. If you could, you, you want the buy. Just don't give them a chance to set their pitching back up. You you do that. That's fine. The three home road games is great, but just bam, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, penalize them even more. Really reward the guys that did it all year. Reward the Dodgers. Reward. I'm going by last year's records. Reward the. Uh, well, the Mets and Braves won 101 games. Yeah, reward the Braves. Right, I mean, because the they won the division. Had, yeah, it, don't don't let them get a chance to set their bullpen, set their starting pitching up. You want teams to really go all out for that best record and division win. You don't want that. I mean, but they but they had a buy though. That isn't that isn't that a reward enough, Steve? Uh, like, what do you? It is. It is in a way, but I still think you still should. I still think it was too. It was too much and. It was too much of a plus for a team like the Phillies. They they had two days off. They could set their pitching back up. They weren't scrambling again when they beat yeah. the Cardinals. I, I don't know. So I, I think I, the Yankees and Mets see that right now, and it's like, hey, the Phillies got in with eighty six wins and went to the World Series. Why? Well, make I? no mistake about it. And, and thank you for the call, Steve. Make no mistake about it. I disagree with the with your point about the wild card or the division winning uh, in comparison to the wild card is not enough. Um, incentive, I think there's a significant difference. You win the division, or you're one of the top two teams in your league, you're getting a bye. Obviously, you have to win the division for that to even be the case. You win the division, you're one of the top two teams, you get a bye. That is a significant advantage. Now, some people will say, and I've talked to Terry Collins a lot about this because he dealt with sweeping away the Cubs in the 2015 NLCS and said that he thought that that layoff from the NLCS to the World Series hurt his red-hot Mets team at the time. So there's a theory to the layoff potentially being harmful. I talked to Buck Showalter about that this year, spring training. And he didn't say one way or another we would prefer, but did say that you know there could there could be harm in having that buy, having time off. So I'm sure it could go either way. But wouldn't you rather not have to play an extra series? I guarantee you, if you go ask the Mets last year and the Yankees, hey, you know, Yanks, you, you guys, you know, took care of Cleveland in the second round. Do you think maybe you would have been better off playing an extra series, in, you know, first round of wild card series? They'd say, hell no, I don't want to play another series. And I guarantee you the Mets would have rather have had the bye and let San Diego go play somebody else and see whoever in the divisional round. Even though the Phillies got the Braves in that scenario, you know, and beat them, it still doesn't it still doesn't mean that any team or all these other teams are just gonna go right through and get to the World Series with an eighty six win team. I do think though that that did have a significant impact on how it's now viewed. Because you feel it even now with these teams, it's like, ah, oh, big deal. As long as the Mets get in the playoffs, it doesn't really matter. I don't think anybody thinks the Yankees aren't going to make the playoffs. That's what I'm talking about, the Mets. The Mets might not make it. I mean, right now they're not playing like a playoff team at all. So it's realistic to say, hey, they might not make the playoffs. Ultimately, I think that they will. But the, the idea is, ah, who cares about the division? Let the Braves go run away with it. Just get healthy and get set for the wild card. Get in the postseason and then go on a run. Sure. But that should be last resort. Not, oh, yeah, we're going to you know take things easy. You, the goal should always be to win the division. Best record, win the division, get a bye, reset. I think that's more than enough incentive in comparison to a wild card. Now, it's a best of three, but if you get the second wild card, you're on the road. 
It's just an extra series. Why do you want to play an extra series when you could get bounced? 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Yankees, Mets, we're starting with that. We'll get into the Knicks as well as we, you know, it was at the Garden last night for Game 5. Look, it was great, but there's still some bad signs with this Knicks team. Who knows what's going to happen in Game 6. I'm just glad that there is one so we have a chance to enjoy it. But I would not say my hopes are very high with this Knicks team at this particular point. Anyway, we'll get into that, get into the schedule, uh, NFL schedule release. A lot to do here before 2 a.m. 877-337-6666. Sal Licata on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Salicata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Did I hear Marco say the Devils lost? Oh, what a shame. Bye-bye, Devils. Didn't really care, but the fact that they're out, that puts a smile on my face. Rangers can't have it. I don't want anybody else to get there either. And, by the way, it tells you that the Devils weren't that good, and this was more on the Rangers. Devils got wiped out in that series uh, with Carolina. Anyway, back to stuff that actually matters. The Yankees lose at home to the Rays. The Mets continue to embarrass themselves, losing to bad teams. They can't score uh, at all either. It's the offenses that have been a problem. And, look, even for today with the Mets, it's more than just the offense. Kodai Senga as well, where he has shown, even through just seven starts in the majors, he has shown now he might be a bit of a problem because if you look at the guy that he replaced, and I don't like Chris Bassett at all, and I'm glad Bassett is out of here, and I still do believe the upside is better with Kodai Senga versus Chris Bassett. However, Bassett last year, every fifth day, took the mound. He went out there and did his job. You knew exactly what you are going to get until, of course, the Atlanta series and then the Padres and the wild card, which is why I don't like him. But every other day outside of those spots, he did his job every fifth day and was stable in that rotation. And a big part... The Mets had stability in that rotation. was a big part of why they had so much success a year ago, winning 101 games. Well, they don't have that now. And Kodai Senga shows you he could be dominant on eight days rest. Problem is, here in the major leagues, you don't get eight days rest. And he settled down, which was, you know, okay. But you give up five runs in five innings, I don't care how you do it, whether it's four in the first or not, it's just not good enough. Especially right now, the way that the Mets' bats are going. So Kodai Senga has been part of the problem because he's got limitations. Right now, the only guy that 
I have faith in is Justin Verlander. And I, while I was at the Knick game last night, doesn't you don't have to watch the game to fall in love with a player. I saw the box score while I was at the Garden. I don't know if it was halftime or third quarter or what, but I was checking my phone during a break, and I was watching the score. I wanted to see what was going on with the score of the Met game. More importantly, though, than how many hits or runs he allowed, the fact that I kept watching five innings, six innings, seven innings. That's exactly what they needed, and Verlander knew it's what the Mets needed, and that is when I fell in love with him. He's going to be the guy that's going to stabilize this rotation. Now, do they have enough around that? Can they build off of that? That's going to be the question. And ultimately, you can sit here and call and clamor for Viento, San Mauricio. I'm telling you, it's not about those guys. They won't make a difference. Although Gary Sanchez did hit a home run tonight uh, for AAA Syracuse. It's about Lindor, Marte, Alonzo, McNeil. If those guys don't get it done, the Mets are, in fact, done. 877-337-6666. Let's try this again. Ray is in Waterbury, right? Hi, Sal. Good show as usual. Thank you, Ray. Uh, and I saw you on SNY tonight. That was excellent also. Thank you very much. I, 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 felt like I we watch had it every night. Show. I even I even tape it, Sal. Thank you, <laughs> Ray. Sure I, I appreciate I it. You know, you're like my mother. I appreciate the support. Thank you. Um, I would have done the same thing that they did with the, on the Mets. I would have signed Verlander and Scherzer. They, I, I, I followed that. I would have done the same thing. But like you and I said, that roster, that lineup had to be had to be. Uh, you know, had to be improved, and they didn't do it. You know, and they, yeah, they tried for for uh, uh, Korea, but once once, Carrasco, once he, uh, Korea, right, Carlos pivot. Korea, yeah, Korea, they didn't pivot and go for for somebody else that was out there. Uh, they, but there isn't there there wasn't anybody else, Ray. And that, yeah. unfortunately, Korea was the perfect fit. The owner yeah. knew it. They went to get him. They couldn't because of the medical. So it didn't work out. But it doesn't mean that you should just go out and get somebody else because there was no other player like him. Now, where I agree with you, and this is both for the Mets and the Yankees, the Mets didn't do enough to change their team. They just figured, hey, we won 101 uh, games last year. We don't need that much of a difference. They changed up certain things where they replaced guys in that rotation, but the lineup basically stayed the same. The Yankees basically brought back the same team, except they had Bader for a full year, although he was hurt for a whole month, and they had Rodone they brought back, and we haven't seen him yet. So basically each of these teams brought back the same teams that weren't good enough from a year ago. You're absolutely, absolutely right, Sal. They 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 thought because they won 101, and they even said that Korea Korea was a was a, a luxury. That wasn't that's what Epler said when they didn't get him. Well, we you know it would have been nice to get him, but we're you know we we don't really need that much power. We got enough guys to hit and it, you know get on base, but but really that was just a that was just an excuse, you know. It was they, not they a luxury. It, it it was yeah. not a luxury at all. And and thank you for the call, Ray. Appreciate your support. You watching, listening, and calling, I, I appreciate it. It means a lot. It was not just a, lu- a luxury. It was a necessity. It was a necessity. Now, they did end up bringing up 80. It's almost been worst-case scenario for the Mets. Escobar, predictably by some, I thought he was going to have a big bounce-back year. I was wrong. Maybe I had uh, high hopes and because I wanted to see it. But predictably by most, Escobar failed miserably. That made the quick call-up for Beatty possible. Omar Narvaez gets hurt. That made the quick call-up for Alvarez. Now they got two rookies in that starting lineup. They will tell you that Vogelback has been good. 
because the stats say that he's been good. I will tell you, because I watch with my own eyes, Daniel Vogelback is not good at playing baseball. If it were me, I would bring up, you know, it's just pretty simple, right? If I were running a team, I would want to have good baseball players. I wouldn't want to look at a stat sheet and say, well, this guy, look, he apparently gets on base. Sign him up. I mean, unless maybe you're running the Oakland A's, but when you're running the New York Mets, I wouldn't take that that way of operating. I wouldn't go with that philosophy. You watch Daniel Vogelback, he's not a good baseball player. I want good baseball players. And the Mets, bottom line, they don't have enough of them. And the ones that they do have aren't playing good baseball right now. It's a problem. Pat is calling from Bergen County. What's up, Pat? Hey, yo, Sal, what's with the uh, Devils hate? Had a great season this year. It was a great year. Yeah, so why put them down? I mean, I know you're, you're a big Ranger guy. You know, they're a high-priced team, big payroll. Who? And they you know, they couldn't beat us. That's all, that's all right. Who? Who? I'm, I'm confused. I, the devil. Well, the devil just lost tonight. They're eliminated. That's all I said. I brought that up, didn't I? Yeah, but I know you. You were giving the whole range of saying, "I'm glad the devils don't win." I'm a big range. I am. Fan, blah, blah, blah. I am. What am I now? I'm not allowed to be happy. Happy at our loss. Eh, yeah, I'm happy. The, I'm happy. The devils respect. are out. I'm happy. The devils are out. For who? For New Jersey, had a great year. No, I have no, no, I don't have respect for the Devils. I don't. I like Jersey. Jersey's no fun. Respect. I may move there one day. Huh? No respect for the Devils. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any respect for the Devils. I'm sorry, and they got eliminated. <laughs> How's it feel? It feels terrible, but you know what? Great. Sorry to feel. I'm sorry. Great young team. We're, yeah, no, we're I know they'll be fine. Yeah, they'd be fine. Don't take it so personally, Pat. And thank you for the call. I literally just had it. I mentioned it in passing. I heard Marco say it. And I was like, oh, yeah, the devil's lost. Let me gloat for a second that they're out. You make it like the devil's fans weren't gloating when they eliminated the Rangers in seven games. By the way, I didn't rip the devils as badly as I ripped the Rangers. So it's nothing personal. It's just that I got a little sick and tired of hearing from the devil's fans. Chirping, chirping, chirping. And now they go home. Good season, but it's over. Bill, and so is the Devil's Talk. Bill is calling from Garden City. What's up, Bill? Hey, how are you? I always seem to get you right before somebody tries to light you up. You know that? <laughs> so I've got a three-part question that I want to really test your knowledge of because I know you'll pick it apart. So I'm just going to write it quickly, and then you go through it for me if you can. All right, one, I think Herman should have stayed in another batter. I want to hear your analysis on that. Two, when was the last time you sat back and watched the Yankee game where they manufactured runs without hitting the long ball? And three, when it gets down to the nitty-gritty and this team's, you know, in a playoff race, who really will be the closer? Well, the closer is, uh, I think, a problem. I think they need – and thank you for the call, Bill. I mean, unless you want to tell me it's going to be Michael King and he could be a weapon for him, I don't trust Clay Holmes at all. I know he's been okay up and down. I, I just don't trust him. Really, it's hard to trust any closer. Edwin Diaz was, for my money, the best in the game a year ago, and it took me forever to, to trust him. Although last year he was so darn good, you couldn't help but trust that he was going to get the job done. The other closers, eh, you know, some better than others, but ultimately, I don't trust many of them. And I certainly don't trust Clay Holmes. I thought Loisaga for sure was going to be that guy for the Yankees. 
then he turned out to be, you know, whether he's hurt all the time or what, but you couldn't trust him either. So I understand why they went over to Clay Holmes. Yankees right now, maybe the best option moving forward is going to be King, or maybe they go trade for somebody, which is possible. I wouldn't worry about that right now because I think the easiest fix at the deadline or the easiest fix in season for a team is in the bullpen. Go get a guy who's having a good year from a team that's out of it and you know, you have another arm or two in the bullpen. I have total confidence that Brian Cashman and the Yankees will be able to do that. But for now, King, Holmes, whatever, that's fine. That's not the issue. The manufacturing runs part of things, I feel like that gets overblown a little bit. I know that the Yankees don't do it a lot, but they do it on occasion. And also, you know, manufacturing runs is only necessary if you don't have power. See, like, you look at the construction of the Mets lineup. They don't have power. They have guys that, in their minds, ideally are supposed to pass the baton, walk it on base, put the ball in play. What they did so well a year ago, which is they're not doing now, is they took advantage of other teams' mistakes. The Mets did not beat themselves. This year, they've been atrocious on the base paths. The Mets are beating themselves in a lot of these games doing dumb things that dumb baseball teams do. That's very uncharacteristic of this team, especially from what we saw a year ago, and especially being led by one of the best, smartest managers in the history of the game in Buck Showalter. But they don't have the power that the Yankees have, so they need to manufacture runs. The Yankees don't. Now, the problem is when those home runs go dry, maybe it's against better pitching, Maybe it's because Stanton's out of there and it's one less threat. Whatever. Postseason, pressure, who who knows what the reason is. It feels like the Yankees' offense runs away. There's always too many strikeouts in there. Not enough putting the ball in play. And I get what you're saying about the manufacturing the runs. But still, they shouldn't have to. And they do have a little bit of a different look now. When you throw in Bader who's the guy who's going to put the bat on the ball and has come up with big hits. That is something that the Yankees have missed. The guy that gets big hits. LeMayhew, big hits. I know he hasn't been the same in a couple years, you know, but and older, you know, injuries, whatever. But still, LeMayhew is, should be that type of hitter. Volpe projects to be that type of hitter. He's had a slow start offensively here to his, you know, rookie season. But they do have those guys there. We just got to see a playoff. Glaber should be one of those guys. Yankees have the power. Yankees have the bats. They just got to get the job done. And it's been like that for a while. And they've even changed some of those pieces, whether it's Gary Sanchez, whether it is Luke Voigt, you know, the Yankees, whether it's Joey Gallo, like the Yankees have changed some of the pieces and parts here. But still, we haven't seen that result ultimately in the postseason. The difference make you saw is Harrison Bader. You, If I'm a Yankee fan, what I'm getting excited about is the idea of Volpe and Bader in the postseason. I feel like those are going to be the key guys. You throw in a healthy LeMayu there. Those are the guys that get the job. Even a guy like Trevino. Those are the guys that get it done in the postseason. But we got to see them actually do it. Jay is calling from Fort Lee. What's up, Jay? Hey, Jay, you there? I guess Jay is not with us. Let's go to Ken in Queens. Ken? 
Yes, Al. How you doing? Good, Ken. How are you? Okay. Before I touch on the Yankees, as far as the Mets, you know, the Bulldog, Mr. V, came up big for us last night. But today, Mr. Senga came up pretty small, I thought. And you know what, Sal? I'm sick of seeing guys like Jimmy Yabonis, Tommy Hunter, Leone. I never heard of some of these guys. When there were guys out there in the offseason, like Andrew Schaefer, who I've called up a million times about that, even Zach Britton is still out there. And these are the guys that are on this team? I mean, Sal, the pitching isn't there. Who do you trust besides Rolanda? Do you trust... Miguel, do you trust no. Carrasco? Do you, no. do you trust any of the, even Singer? I don't trust no. any of them besides Verlander. This team is going to win 80 to 82 games. I don't think they're making the playoffs. Let me hear what well, you I mean, say. Well, uh, I mean, I think, Ken, and, and thank you for the call, and I understand your frustration, but I still think you're overreacting. It's still way, way, way early to be going nuts and thinking that they're not going to make the playoffs. Right now, do I trust any of those guys that you mentioned? No. Justin Verlander is it. He's the only one, and he's had two starts. Obviously, he's got a, a career track record, but he's the only one right now that I trust in that rotation. That includes Max Scherzer. I like Kodai Senga. I can't trust him. We don't know what he's going to be. We're learning. They're learning. The Mets are learning. More rest, it seems, the better. Problem is you can't have a guy in the rotation like that. They need, they miss Quintana because Quintana was brought here to be a guy who was going to be stable. He may not be great, but he'd go out there and give you six-plus innings every fifth day. You know, maybe he allows three runs or whatever, three, four runs, but still you know you're getting six innings. The bullpen has been overused. It's been abused. It's been taxed to a ridiculous amount, and we're not even, you know, we're mid-May here. Not even mid-May, early May. And that's because the starters haven't gone deep at all. I actually trust Joey Lucchese to do his job. See, there's a big difference between Verlander's job and Lucchese's job. But I trust I trust each of them to do their jobs. Lucchese is going to give you hopefully five, six innings and allow three, four runs, something like that. Just be a back-end guy that could go out there every fifth day, maybe be a little bit better on occasion, but keep you in a ball game. I feel like I trust Lucchese to be a back-end guy, certainly more than I do David Peterson, who I would never want to see again in a Mets uniform. Next time I see David Peterson, I hope he's wearing a Braves uniform. I know it'll never happen, but I don't want to see him in the big leagues with the Mets. Tyler McGill, eh, I don't really trust him. Carrasco, no chance, not anymore. Used to, I don't now. And even Max Scherzer, who I loved more than anybody, I thought Scherzer would be the dominant pitcher in this rotation, more so than Verlander. But no, Max Scherzer is not shown at all this year what Justin Verlander has shown in his two starts. At all. Verlander's the guy. He's going to stabilize that rotation now. Jack is calling from Jersey. What's up, Jack? What's going on, Sal? How are you, Jack? Great, I'm a diehard Devils fan. Um, oh, sorry about the loss, Jack. I got to let you go. We're not doing Devils talk. I'm sorry about the loss. I appreciate checking in. I'm not, guys. I'm not taking. I'm not. We're not doing Devils talk here. I shouldn't have even mentioned it. I should have just kept my mouth shut and kept it moving. But see, I wanted to mention the Devils and acknowledge that they made it to the second round and got ousted in the second round by the Hurricanes. But I'm not. I'm, I am not talking Devils. Not tonight. We get too much stuff going on here. Believe me. I'm not. Come on. No offense. 
I, I'm sorry. I, I cannot get into a, a Devils. We, we, then I take one call. We start talking Devils. Now it opens up to more. We're not doing Devils here. We're doing Mets, Yankees. I'll get to the Knicks. I'll get to the schedule release. We got a lot going on here. I can't do Devils talk. Rough night. I feel for you, Devil fans. I've been there before. Plenty of times before. But tonight, you join me. John is calling from Brooklyn. John? Sal, let me tell you something. Uh, Wednesday, I think it was. Either Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, you said um, Max Scherzer needs to have the greatest game in his career on Thursday in order for it to be a season to remember. And unfortunately, of course, he didn't pitch, which was a good thing and a bad thing, unfortunately, because we don't know what's going on with him. And you're right. He was supposed to, him and uh, 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 Verlander was supposed to be the, the head of the snake at the top of the lineup, stabilizing the first two, and then so on and so forth. But we haven't gotten that from Scherzer. And, and it says, um, they said Saturday, supposedly, he's supposed to pitch, but that's still, you know, tentatively. You know, it's not uh, set in stone that he's going to pitch. Uh, no, I heard he I was not pitching. Uh, where'd you hear that he was pitching Saturday? Because I heard, uh, last I heard earlier this afternoon, he was not. Uh, not likely. He's definitely not pitching tomorrow and probably not Saturday, but maybe Sunday or Monday. I think they want to get him in this national series. It was uh, uh, maybe probably before I left out. I'm, I'm a Google driver. Uh, probably a uh, bleacher reporter reported that uh, he may pitch on Saturday. It, didn't, it wasn't set in stone, but he, he may pitch. But, you know, all in all, he hasn't done his job, and his next start should tell us where he is and where we are as a team. Because right now, and then uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was Alonzo. Uh, you know, he has no one, no protection in that lineup. First, protection was supposed to be Vogelbach, nothing. And then they put him behind uh, uh, um, the second, uh, Jeff McNeil. And then they switched Jeff McNeil in front of him, and now he's protecting him. And it's just, he has no protection, which is why 2024, you already know, Shohei Otani is going to be uh, him and Shohei stabilizing that lineup, the best lefty-righty combination in baseball for the next 15 years. Yeah, I, I agree, John, and you're right. I was talking about that, and thank you for the call. I was talking about that, uh, I guess, Monday night it would have been, where we are talking about how Tuesday is going to be a season-defining start for Max Scherzer. And unfortunately, Tuesday, you get the news that, well, Max is, in fact, not going to make this start. And it kind of was season-defining in other ways. Not the way that I had hoped or expected, but it was season-defining in the bad way. This is exactly how his season has gone. And the Mets stop and go, start and stop, up and down. Even when he's been there, he hasn't been any good. It's been a problem, obviously. And the lineup, we knew that they were a bat thin. I, I do think they're going to make – look, I don't know if they're going to get Otani or not. I have no idea what Shohei Otani wants, what he thinks. Does he want the East Coast? If he wants to be in New York, does he want to play in the pinstripes with the Yankees? I mean, I, I would not be shocked at the fact that Otani would be welcome to the East Coast, but he'd prefer to play, to the Yankee, uh, play for the Yankees even though maybe the Mets offer the most money. Maybe he goes to the Dodgers. Maybe he stays with the Angels. I have no idea. I do know this, or at least I anticipate this. No chance, no way. Now, I've been I, I've been steadfast on this opinion, and it is just my opinion based on common sense. No facts, no inside information, common sense. And I've been told by people 
with inside information and sources that I could be wrong on this. But I don't care. I'm sticking to it. I will be stunned if Steve Cohen is not the highest bidder for Shohei Otani. Doesn't mean that they're going to get him. I just would be stunned if he doesn't have the best offer, the highest offer. That includes the Dodgers. It includes the Yankees. I can't see anybody outbidding Steve Cohen for Shohei Otani. Will he be a Met? No idea. But I believe he will turn down more money if he's not a Met. He'll turn down the most money to go elsewhere. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Yanks, Mets, we'll get some Knicks in. Whatever's on your mind on this, what the hell night is it? Thursday night, 877-337-6666. Sal Licata on the fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Sal Licata back on the fan. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. The Garden was lit for Game 5. I'm glad I was able to go there and be in the building as the Knicks extended their series. Still, though, I mean, just too much sloppiness, whether it's Randall with the basketball, Mitchell Robinson, I know he hit some big free throws, but it's embarrassing that the Heat were able to go to the hack of Mitch. And look, Mitch knocked him down. Great. But still, I mean, you see, if you watch this series close enough, you see what the Knicks need. I mean, they are at least a shooter, maybe a couple of shooters away from being a legitimate contender. And that's not easy to get. I mean, obviously, they miss Emmanuel quickly in what he did in the regular season. I mean, he's hurt here, but even when he was healthy, he wasn't performing in the playoffs the way that he did in the regular season. So that was a problem, too. But they need another scorer or two or shooter or two. It'd also be nice if they had a a center who actually had some semblance. Like, I'm not saying you need Ewing, but can you have somebody who has some kind of an idea to what as to what they're doing offensively? The play that summed up, though, the Knicks night for me was the one everybody's talking about with Quentin Grimes on Jimmy Butler. He gets hurt. He comes up hobbled. He still stays in there, defends Butler, comes away with the steal. And I was just yelling, that's how you do it. That's how it's done, Q. That's how it's done, as opposed to all night yelling, get him off the floor when referring to Mitchell Robinson. Or, you know, Julius yelling at him because he's all over the place, a turnover machine. He just dribbles the ball aimlessly in the center of traffic and doesn't, like, what does he think is going to happen? We all know what's going to happen. He's going to turn the ball over. Anyway, the Knicks did get the win, and while it may not have been the cleanest of performances, they somehow were able to force their way back to Miami for an all-important game six 
tomorrow night. Taco Frank is calling from Hamilton, New Jersey. What's up, Taco? What's up, brother? How we been, man? Where have you been, Taco? Your new schedule is tough, man. I, uh, we're out in the baseball field every night with Frankie, whether it's games, and then we've got uh, some basketball games mixed in, man. This, uh, this, your new schedule is killing me, but I'm like, I'm excited to see the boys tomorrow, man. We, uh, we're, we're all set. Yeah, so we should be all set. Now, I don't know how many people are going to go. And remember, I mean, I am doing this for you guys, Taco Frank, you, Hector, those of us that want to hang out and watch the game together. I figured, why not? I'm getting off tomorrow. I'm filling in for Carton. So I'm able to leave. I'm done at whatever, 630. So 7 o'clock, we are going to meet at Lucy's Cantina on uh, 34th and 8th. All right, awesome. We uh, no, uh, no steward, I assume, right? I don't know. I mean, if Stewart's listening, I'd love for someone to bring him. I don't know who's coming or not. I tried to text. I don't have – see, my issue is I don't have a contact for all of you guys. Some of you guys I talk to a little bit through Twitter DM or whatever, but you know, I could just throw it out there and say this is where we're going to be. Who the hell knows who shows up or not, but there will at least be a table reserved there. My good buddy Jackson Heil, who we had on to do some college hoops, his father owns the place, so we're set up at least with a table, and we'll have the space to accommodate uh, you know, the, the majority of people that come, however many people come. Yeah, we, we always have a great time, whatever it is, man. We'll break out the 14 tomorrow and, uh, you know, get a little, uh, little Mason out there, man, for some good luck. We're going to, uh, and I'm for good vibes, buddy. I want to, uh, hopefully Omar shows up, man. I've been hearing him call you in. It'd be great to have him out there, but. Omar said he was in. Omar Brooklyn said he was in. I know you're in. Uh, Zoo, Big Zoo is confirmed. You're confirmed. Hector is confirmed. Uh, I think there's somebody else that was confirmed. Oh, uh, Mickey the Grave Digger is confirmed. Omar said he was in, so hopefully we hear from him tonight, and he should be there. Hey, the Grave Digger, buddy. That's a great addition to the group. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? We'll find out, I guess, t- tomorrow night. I don't know, buddy, but you got to love that you added a Grave Digger. Your calls with him are getting the uh, – they're like instant classics. But um, uh, what they going to say, man – uh, on the baseball end of things, man, I think they're going to come through tomorrow, man. I'm feeling it. We're going to have a good game tomorrow. Randall's going to go off and uh, good vibes, man. We're going to we're going to have fun tomorrow night. But um, the baseball, man, weird, man. With all these teams making the playoffs now, do you feel like the regular seasons? Uh, it's just not, you know. I I'm a baseball purist, and I I, I don't mind the wild card teams and stuff, but I, I hope they don't go beyond this. Because it just seems like you know you know the Yankees are mess. No matter what's going on right now, they're getting in there. And, you know, then you just do what the Phillies did last year. You catch a little, you know, a little fire at the right time. And what the Braves, you know, the Phillies and Braves kind of did last year. And uh, I don't know. It just seems like the regular season lacking a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think that you're on to something, Taco Frank. And as always, thank you for the call. And look forward to seeing you tomorrow night at Lucy's Cantina on 34th and 8th. Nick fans only. Connor, are you a Nick fan? Are you coming? What are you doing? I am a Nets fan, technically, and oh. I do I do have work tomorrow, unfortunately. No! I know, All it's right. a bummer. Well, whatever. The more the merrier. I know Big Zoo will be there, he'll be rocking his, I think he's got a Randall jersey or whatever, we'll be hanging out. It, it, it's always fun. Last time we did it, a year ago, we did it for the Rangers first round, game six, and it was nice to meet some of the people. I don't think I met at that point Doug or Hector, and uh, you know we've become kind of friendly since then, so it's cool to hang out and... Uh, see everybody. Then we did the Met game thing. So this year we're going to do this uh, watch party tomorrow night. I know it's kind of short notice, but hey, I mean, I, we didn't know there was going to be a game six. And I also didn't know my schedule because if I were working this shift, obviously I wouldn't be able to do it. But because I'll be in for Carton tomorrow with Evan, I'm, I am able to do it. I already told my wife I won't be home till late. We're going to, after the show, go to the bar and, and watch the game. Hopefully, 
It's a Knicks win. It would be great. But I do think the emphasis on the regular season in baseball for the first time, maybe in my lifetime, or at least that I can remember, it feels like it's not as significant because the luxury of the extra teams making the postseason. Which I hate because it does take away from it a little bit. Jay is calling from Fort Lee. Jay? Can you hear me? I got you, Jay. What's on your mind? Beautiful. All right. So, uh, first of all, Sally, uh, I got to start sending royalty checks to you because over all over the Internet, man, I'm always stealing your uh, boon. He's a data applicator line. So I love it. There. Nah, I just keep promoting it. I, I love it. Get yeah, that well, out. Well, I always give you credit, though. Whenever I say it, I, I always give you credit. That's all that uh, matters. You know, Thank you for that, Jay. It, he drives me crazy. You know, I, I know that it's the philosophy of the Yankees. To, to do what they're going to do, regardless of Boone. But I mean, I, I mean, if Alex Cora was managing the Yankees this year with the decisions you have to make, and you know, look at Boston, man they they've lost almost all their major stars except the left-handed third baseman, you know, and yet he still gets them playing decent. If Cora was managing the Yankees this year, they'd probably have three or four more wins. Just it's not just the decisions; it's the the vibe that he sets with the players. Yeah, you know, I. I I can't watch Boone anymore, man. He makes me nuts. See, it's, I don't think Boone is the problem. However, I also... Part of it. He's part of it. Well, well, right. I don't think he's evolved enough. I think he still sticks to the damn book too much and is so eager to get into that bullpen instead of just managing with his gut. Now, maybe he'll tell you, or if I ever talk to him, he'll be like, hey, you knucklehead, I am managing with my gut. And then I tell you, well, then you're making stupid moves because yeah, how do like, you keep you know, taking Domingo? How do you keep taking him out of these games? What, Sally, you can't like, wait to get Sally, to Marinaccio? Come on. I, you know, Sally, I mean, and I consider you more of a sports expert than, say, most of our callers because you spend a lot of time with it, you know. But, you know, is it me or is it like, does it make you crazy? Like, I'm watching the Knicks yesterday, and, I'm, you know, I'm a big Knicks fan, and, you know, I saw their last championship in 73. But, you know, is it me? But, but when a lot of the sports fans who are knowledgeable in New York are seeing stuff and the coaches and seeing like I'm watching the end game last night and I'm like why is Robinson back in why Harkenstein down the stretch was right. much more effective. Agreed. I swear to you, Robinson. I was why I was yelling from my in? seat. I'm telling you, I'm yelling from my seat. Get him off the floor. Almost all, the entire fourth quarter. Anytime you saw Mitchell Robinson on the floor, I'm yelling, get him off the floor. Goodness, it's, it's nuts. Hey, last point, little wacky point from out of left field. Who's got more home runs this year, Judge or former Yankee Tyro Estrada? Well, does Estrada is really high. have more? Estrada oh. is hitting lights out. He's like 335. He's got the same home runs as Judge. But he's that, that's unbelievable. He's got over 1,000. The Yankees, gave, you know, they never give some of these young players a look long enough to make sure, okay, this guy's not for us. Estrada's lighting it up with the Giants. I've noticed that he was lighting it up, Jay, and thank you for the call, but I didn't think to compare it to Aaron Judge. I mean, I noticed earlier on in the year, it's like Tyro Estrada, what the hell is he doing becoming a power hitter? Every night, it was, oh, Estrada with another home run. Oh, Estrada with another home run. And it's another oddity. And stuff like that happens all the time in sports. As far as the callers slash media members, whatever, like we all, we all feel like we know the game, right? Well, the managers who actually manage the game and have been in the game their whole lives, 
the general managers who have worked their way up and been in the games all whole life, they don't think we know anything. Simple as that. They, it could be something as simple as wanting to call up a prospect. And a lot of times they're right and we're not. But we're not supposed to be right. That's not our job. We're supposed to be illogical fans. That's what we do. We fan. Fans are going to fan. We say illogical stuff. We do and say dumb things. However, you do believe that you know what you're talking about when you watch a team or a sport or whatever for however long it is that we've been watching these things for. And a lot of times, they may not think we're right or we know what we're talking about. And I'm not saying that we do on every case, but a lot of times, fans are proven to be right. And a lot of it's second-guessing, too. It's a little different when you're actually doing it for real as opposed to just sitting back and saying, oh, why'd you go to this guy? Why'd you go to that guy? And we don't have all the info that they have. But when you see a pattern like the one that Aaron Boone has followed since he's been here in 2018, he is overly eager to get into the bullpen. He'd rather let the next guy lose it than let the first guy get knocked out of the game. That is his strategy, whether that's his alone or he's applying that data, going by the numbers. Haman was hitting that pitch total up there. Didn't want him to go through the lineup again. That's it. Let me get into my bullpen. I can't wait. Which I'm not blaming Boone. Well, I am blaming Boone in this case, but I'm saying in general, I think that there's this philosophy in baseball that a lot of these teams can't wait to get into that bullpen. And you can't tell me that you're better off going to three different guys or using four different guys throughout the course of a game if you have one guy that's dealing. Like, you should only have to use three or four or five if your your first pitcher isn't that good. In this case, you could have let Herman easily finish off that sixth inning. And hell, maybe bring him back out for another one. Who's better, Herman or Marinaccio? And Marinaccio in that spot... You, know, you want to say that he's a good good pitcher. In that spot, the way Herman was dealing tonight, no, I, I think I'd rather have Herman. And you keep using these bullpen arms. The more you use them, the more they're going to fail. I hate the overusage of a bullpen. Hate it. Mike is calling to from Milford, Connecticut. What's up, Mike? Hey, Sal, thank you for taking my call. How are you, Mike? Thank you for I'm making it. I'm good, buddy, and I want to also thank you for keeping me awake. I do a lot of driving and enjoy your show. Thank you. Uh, uh, I'm from Albania, but I do love baseball. I'm a huge Red Sox fan. I think it's been the year of the underdog, just like the horse number eight that was 15 to one. I think mm. Red Sox going to win the World Series this year. I, I mean, that would be it, it would be an extreme long shot. I mean, I'm not going to – look, anything could happen at sports. I would not bet on that. Hey, hey, Sal, I'm sorry. We just swept, uh, what do you call the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. We smashed them. We smashed them. And we smashed okay. Atlanta the other night. We crushed them. We crushed them. So I think it's the year of the underdog. I'm not being arrogant or aggressive in any way. I love baseball. I love all the teams, but I think – is it going to be the year of Boston this year? That's sucks. They're going to win the World Series. Yeah, all right. I well, man, out. maybe. Uh, I I, thanks out. for the call, Mike, and thank you for the support. I appreciate it. Maybe. I mean, I, I would not, like I said, I would not bet on it. I would bet more so that the Yankees will catch the Red Sox sooner than later in the AL East. But the Red Sox are off to a nice start. And think about this. You got a guy who's calling, talking about the Red Sox, 
and they're going to go on. Uh, they're going to go on a run and win the World Series this year because they're out to that robust twenty-two and sixteen start here in New York. We're ripping the Yankees left and right. They're twenty-one and eighteen. Oh, Boone should be fired. Cashman, it's time to go. The Yankees stink. They can't score. This guy's the Red Sox going to win the World Series. Yanks are a game and a half behind the Red Sox. Go figure. Tom is calling from Lakewood, New Jersey. What's up, Tom? What is going on, sir? How you doing? Good, Tom. How are you? Great. I am a diehard Yankee fan. Um, I just want to make two quick points about the Yankees. One about the team in general and one about Volpe. Okay. So with this team, I'm absolutely fed up. There's a bunch of rotten apples on this team. Boone's got to go. Cashman's got to go. Just clean shop on this team. They suck. And with Volpe, I can't understand how this man is still batting number one. Get him to the freaking minors. Bring up Pratso. Get Didi in instead, you know? Get Who? Didi. I'm done. No, no. I mean, Tom, come on. You're a lifelong Yankee fan. You sound like you're five years old. And then you, you really sound like you're five years old, not just the voice, but in saying that get everybody out of here. I mean, this is the Yankees you're talking about. Look at their roster in comparison to literally almost everybody else in Major League Baseball. <laughs> I mean, come on. Now, we could talk about it because we hold them to the highest of standards. And, you know, we talk about it as far as building a World Series champion, which is something that they have not done since 2009. And Brian Cashman, you know, at times is shown to be thick-headed with certain philosophies and sticking to, you know, certain uh, beliefs with the offense when we just haven't seen it play out in the postseason. But he's also tried to evolve a little bit and bringing in other guys like Brian Sabian and Omar Minaya and bringing more of maybe a scouting balance to the analytical approach, the over-analytical approach that they're using. Um, but look at their roster. I mean, come on. You're telling me you wouldn't. Now, I'm not talking about right now. I'm talking about overall. Stanton back healthy, the signing of Rodon. Did anybody think that that was a bad signing? We knew that there was going to be injury issues with Rodon, but the fact that he hasn't pitched at all and he's got chronic back issues, I mean, that's, you know, you could get on Cashman for that. Maybe should have known better. You know, add up the Frankie Montas thing. For me, it's not about, and every general manager makes good moves. Every general general manager makes bad moves. You're here long enough, you're going to make a ton of both. And Cashman obviously has been here more than long enough. My thing with him is, even though I think he is a terrific general manager, and the Yankees have a terrific front office, it's clearly not working. Like, it's just time for a change to me in organizational vision, in philosophy. It's time. It's been time. It's gotten stale, and it hasn't worked ultimately in the postseason. But it's not that Cashman is bad, and you know you think firing Boone is going to make a big difference. It's not. I'm not saying I. Well, I am saying I would not fire Boone. I think the time to do that was the clean cut with both those guys two years ago. And think about what we're talking about. The idea of even bringing a Cashman and Boone. You know, if you weren't doing it two years ago then there's no point of doing it now. And you're talking about job security and uh, wiping the whole slate clean. I mean, the Yankees are still over 500. They're going to be fine. They may win these next three. And then what? Six games back, all of a sudden they're right in the thick of things. Mike is calling from Secaucus. What's up, Mike? Hey, Sal. Thanks for taking my call, buddy. Thanks Um, for making it, Mike. How are you? Well, just want to say a little bit about the Yankees and – a long-time fan and everything. It's like, I got nothing against Aaron Boone, but it just seems like like you were just saying before I call, 
Like, he jumps the gun. Like, uh, Hamar was pitching great. He had two outs. I think it was, uh, you know, he walked the last batter. But I just wish he would just, like, let him finish the, the inning. And then if he wants to go to the bullpen, that's fine. But I just, like, I think he jumps the gun a little too much. And I know analytics has to has to do a lot with the game today. But I just wish, like, not that I want to go back to old times, but just, like, the guy's wheeling and dealing. Let him go out there and finish it. And then if you got to go to the pen, you know, go to the pen. You know what I mean? Well, like, it used but, to be – yes, I know exactly what you mean, Mike. It used to be that pitchers would get – starting pitchers would get knocked out of games. Now right. everybody's trying to prevent that. Let's why right. you, th- their theory is why leave him in too long when we know I- inevitably or eventually he's probably going to give it up. Let's get into that bullpen. And my argument right. is that the bullpen arm is a bullpen arm for a reason, and generally not going to be as good as the guy who started the game, even if he's petering out, even if it's a third time through. I'd still te- I would want my starter to get knocked out or at least know, you know what, he's toast, he doesn't have it. Now Boone will argue exactly. and say I was watching him, but maybe Boone would say that he saw something different. We're saying why would Correct. you do that because we're not seeing it, but maybe he did. Correct. But you're absolutely right. If he's if he's going to like, you know, give up that run, then I can understand that. But it just feels like, you know, two outs, finish the inning, but like again, like I said, I'm not managing, but he sees something different. You know what I mean? But, um, well, maybe, maybe, maybe he does. But I also think there's a part of it, Mike. And thank you for the call. I also do believe there's a part of it. And Boone does not give good explanations. He's been he's been short with the media when it comes to this because he's getting testy with it. He doesn't like being questioned every time he makes a bullpen decision. But I really believe a big part of it is he can't wait to get to the bullpen because he talked about it for years. These guys in their lanes and the matchups that they have. Well, let's keep this guy in this lane, Marinaccio versus whoever it may be coming up. Whatever. I mean, we've we've had this happen. There's not just this night. This is it's a pattern. He's too eager, which is something that they talk about in the pregame meeting or their planning. They talk about okay, in this spot, in this inning, what are you gonna do here? Okay, I'll get him out of there and go to this guy. And then that's what they do instead of just watching the game. He's twice now taken Herman out and gotten burnt by taking him out in what a lot of us perceive to be taking him out too early. Twice he's been burnt by that. I'd rather it be the other way, where let's say he gives up a walk and you say, you know what? I'm going to stick with him here. I'm going to roll with Herman. He's been dealing all night. Rays haven't really touched him. Gave up the one run because of the error. I mean, he gave up a double, but you, you, it was you know an unearned run with Rizzo with the error. I'm going to roll with my guy, Herman. And if he does that after the walk and really still singles, uh, then maybe you get him out. Or, you know, whatever. Let's say really instead of him singling, he he homers. All right, you know what? You got beat. It happens. But to me, I'd rather get beat with my guy who was dealing all night. I'd rather my starter get knocked out than take him out too early to get into the bullpen, which I don't think is as good, and then lose it that way. All right, we'll get back to your calls next hour, 877-337-6666. Coming up, though, at the top of the hour, we'll talk to my buddy, Jimmy Trana. Of course, you can follow him on Sports Illustrated and all the stuff he's done there for years and the SI Media Podcast, which I do with him every week, Train of Thoughts. Well, we'll get some of Train of Thoughts on the other side coming up at midnight. Not only 
Will we discuss the NFL schedule release, which I know him and I will have some fun discussing, all the holiday stuff and all that, but he is a diehard Yankee fan, and I can't wait to get his thoughts on Brian Cashman and the current status of his beloved New York Yankees. So we'll talk to Jimmy Trena of Sports Illustrated coming up in just a little bit, and then we'll continue with your calls, 877-337-6666. Going till 2 a.m., Michael Flegelman. Fleegs will take you through the overnight. Until then... Salicata on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.